I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about why is love so hard? Shouldn't it be easy? Isn't that the question of the ages? I mean, doesn't the person come along, we look at each other, the Alleluia chorus plays in the background, mm -hmm. and then we have a nice big wedding, and then we have a whole bunch of kids. The end. Yeah. Why, why is this hard? It really is so hard. Love is so complicated for so many different reasons. Right. But Margaret found an interesting article that she liked, and so she wanted to talk about I it. I would like to share it with you. This is a gentleman named Mark Manson. Pretty popular guy. I know who he is. Yeah. He hasn't had the honor of meeting me yet. No, he has Mark, hasn't. if you're out there. <laughs> We'd love to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's going to get that. He's going to be like, who he, does he think he is? And he worked as a... As a relationship coach for many years but doesn't do it any longer but he's, he has some material out he's there. got a lot of books out yeah, there he's got a lot of material out there but interestingly he is not a mental health type um, and will not bother you with the kind of language I sometimes do um, he has uh, an MBA from Yale which I thought was pretty impressive by itself so I thought I would see what this guy had to say and I liked what he had to say so I'm going to share it with you so he asks the question why is love so hard we build businesses, we write novels, we scale mountains, we help strangers and friends, we do all kinds of things. But when we come face to face with somebody we find attractive, our hearts race, our minds are sent reeling, and we stall like an airplane. Right? Yep. Probably a good sign that you like somebody. Dating advice often compares improving one's dating life to improving at some practical skill, such as piano playing, or learning a foreign language. He said, but it's not the same. Um, you can sit down at a piano keyboard for years and you're never going to get a rush, or you're not going to beat yourself up because you didn't conjugate a verb correctly. Learning about love is not the same as learning any other skill. Okay, it's very different. If somebody practices the piano every day for two years, they'll eventually get competent at it. Mm -hmm. Yet many people spend both of their lives with one romantic failure after another. Yeah. And that's what he's saying, that that can often happen to us, and it doesn't occur to us that we really need to change something. Yeah. Okay? That we're responding from our unconscious minds instead of our conscious. I think one of the big reasons that love has been so difficult is that we expect our partners to love us the way that we like to be loved. Right. And we don't understand. And now that we've figured out attachment theory, yeah. that your partner, for many cases, loves in a different way. And a lot of times it's the exact opposite way of you. Right. Yes. And we should probably review the five love languages. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a couple that, that I work with. Um, who miss each other's love languages all the time, and if you remind them, then they then they get it again for a while, but mm. they have to come back for a tune-up. Um, he cleans the house and the garage for her, 
and she thinks he's overdoing it with his heart condition, and he thinks he's being very loving by doing that. And she wants to spend quality time with him, which he likes okay, but after a while he'd like to go do something more active. <laughs> so I have to remind them periodically um, that they do love each other and they are speaking different languages. Um, so Craig makes a good point. We expect to be loved in exactly the right way, almost magically. And, we, and in the way that we like it is the magic. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But magically the partner should know exactly what we like and what we want. Whereas communication comes in, this is what I want. I yeah. do candy and flowers. I don't do clean the basement. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is the one area of our life where it can be very difficult to even know that we need to make any changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, emotional maps. I don't think the term is original, but I like the way he uses it. We have emotional maps. As children, none of us got 100% of our needs met. This is true of you, of me, and for everyone. Sure. The degree of which of our needs aren't met varies widely, and the nature of how our needs are unfulfilled differ as well. But it's the truth, but it's the sad truth about growing up. We've all got baggage. And some of us have a lot of it. Whether it's a parent who didn't hold us enough, and I like, he gives the real basics, and they're very true. Whether it's a parent who didn't hold us enough, who didn't feed us regularly enough, a father who wasn't around often, a mother who left us and moved away, being forced to move from school to school as a child and never having any friends. All of these experiences leave their mark as a series of micro-traumas that shape and define us. The nature and depth of these traumas imprint themselves onto our unconscious and become the map of how we experience love, intimacy, and sex throughout our lives. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. So we see things through the lens of these micro-traumas and the map that we have unconsciously made. If mom was overprotective and dad was never around, that will form part of our map for love and intimacy. If we were manipulated or tormented by our siblings and peers, that will imprint itself as part of our self-image. Yep. Okay. These imprints will not only affect, but even define all of our future romantic and sexual relationships as adults. Okay? So the message is, the better you know yourself, the better off you are. Yeah. Okay? All right. You and I and everyone else have met hundreds, if not thousands, of people. Out of those thousands, multiple hundreds easily met our physical criteria for a mate. Yet, out of those hundreds, we fall in love with a very few. Only a handful we meet in our entire lives ever grab us on that gut level, where we lose all rationality and control and lay awake at night thinking about them. Yeah, I think we, we know where he's going with this one. Yes, I think we do. Um, and it's often not the one we expected to fall for either. I've seen many people spend years making lists of what they want in a spouse, and they end up with somebody who's very different from what they ever thought. Um, so that happens. Psychologists believe that romantic love occurs when our unconscious becomes exposed to someone who matches the archetype of parental love 
we experienced growing up. Absolutely. I'll this read is it what one we more. say all the time. I'll read it one more time. Psychologists believe that romantic love occurs when our unconscious becomes exposed to someone who matches the archetype of parental love we experienced growing up. Someone whose behavior matches our emotional map for intimacy. Yep. Okay? Like we say, you fall in love with the familiar. Absolutely. Our unconscious is always seeking to return to the unconditional nurturing we received as children and to reprocess and heal the traumas we suffered. Okay? So that's what we hope for in a partner. That's pretty high hopes. Yeah. Yeah. I want you to be like the parent that I remember in my unconscious from 30 years ago. Yeah, and you better do it now. And you have to know what they did and how they acted yeah. and how they treated me and where they went wrong and what and they have to do right. And you better fix it fast. Okay. Doesn't sound like any pressure to me. In short, our unconscious is wired to seek out romantic interests who it believes will fulfill our unfilled emotional needs to fill in the gaps of love and nurturing we missed as kids, all right? This is why people we fall in love with almost always resemble our parents on an emotional level. It's so true. It is true, you know. <laughs> the old saying was, you know, we always marry our mother. Well, we marry both parents. Doesn't have to be mom. No, it doesn't have to be mom. Or it doesn't have to be dad. And it can be a combination. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are the worst. Yep. <laughs> when yeah. you get the combination, then it's really hard yes. to get away. People who are madly in love refer to each other as, you know, my better half and say things like, you complete me. And that's really almost talking about a parent, you know. Um, and sometimes people regress and act like kids all over again. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what he has to say, and it's not material we haven't heard before, but I liked the clarity with which he said it. Um, so we can repeat it at any point mm -hmm. if that would be helpful for anyone. But I, he says it with a clear business-like mind. There was none of this vague stuff. Yeah. And no jargon. That's what I liked. No jargon. No jargon. Love is very confusing. Yeah. It could be very difficult, right. but, you know... As you take a look at things, um, as you work through things, as you start to examine things, and that's certainly one of the things that's going to help you in the workbooks is you're going to really be reviewing a lot of different things about your life um, and your relationships. You're going to start to gain insight. And when you get insight and you start to understand yourself and your partner and the people that you date or your parents, you're going to know what you're drawn to why that might be healthy for you or unhealthy for you, make better decisions for yourself. There's going to be a lot of different things that change when you get insight. Absolutely. And it can be very difficult and very painful while you're getting insight. But once it comes, it's a high like no other. Oh my God, I've got this thing together and the world makes much more sense. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And then all your relationships will change. And then everything makes more sense. Yeah. Right. But part of it is getting to know yourself. But it's hard work getting there. Yeah. And, you know, people who were, have been busy getting to know themselves for centuries have been told they were self-absorbed or self-focused or narcissistic or God knows what. But it's well worth the time and healthy 
for you to focus on getting to know yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully you found this one helpful. I hope so. And of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. Yes, please feel free to sign up with me. I'll be happy to talk with you. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website. Remember to subscribe to the channel and that my episodes are now on podcasts. Just search for me, Craig Kenneth, on most podcasts and you'll find that available to, for you. But uh, that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.